Genesis chapter 1. Now, if you come to church here regularly, you know this isn't my attire. A lot of you thought, did you do a wedding or a funeral today? No, I didn't. And so, uh, this is to celebrate our, our resolution. And what I mean by that is we've had several men that if you, you think back into January, we showed the movie Courageous here. And out of the movie Courageous, there were men's Bible studies, men's connect groups that were birthed out of that. And so we have had, had men right here in our church that for 15 weeks have gone through this. And so tonight I'm getting off of what I've been teaching on for months and just going to talk about this to you tonight. About resolution and I believe this will impact every one of us in here. To understand that, that God has some things to do within each one of us. And I believe within every believer there is an internal compass placed by God and He's waiting just to use us to give Him glory in His life. And if you've noticed in life, it's a never-ending cycle of choices and decisions. And those choices and decisions, they, they can alter our life for good or bad. And so the definition of resolution, it means a determination, a fixed intention. It also means a formal decision. Now begin with me here tonight in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26. And it said, Then God said, let us make man in our own image. The image he's talking about refers to the gift of, of reason, quality, even our intellect. But also, it, it talks about how we can see and hear and talk. That we're made in the image of God. And it says, according to our likeness. Now when I read that right there, God doesn't want you to be somebody you're not. God specifically created you how you are. He created you in His image and likeness. Actually, Psalm 139 says that He wonderfully and fearfully created you. So rejoice that you're you. You're very unique. There's no one else in this world like you, now or ever. Keep reading, verse 27. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him, male and female. And He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And so as God said this, guys, I believe that in every home there's a priest. And God designated the men of the home to be that priest. And here's what I found out about that. Whether you believe it, whether you live it, whether you receive it, or whether you even ignore it, God still called you to be that priest. And He created you to do that. Now listen, men, that's just not a title to say father. You know, anybody can be a father, but it takes real men to be a daddy. And so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. Go with me to Psalm 101. Psalm 101. And I just want to put some things in you tonight that you can chew on and impact you to start leading your families, your homes like God intended us for. And once again, it's never too late to do that. Psalm 101, if you'll begin with me in verse number 1. King David said, I will sing of the mercies and justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing praises. I will behave wisely in a perfect or blameless way. Oh, when you will come to me, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart or a blameless heart. 
The Amplified says, with integrity and a blameless heart. The message says, I'm doing the very best that I can, and I'm doing it at home where it counts. Now, this is what David said. Now, it's interesting to me that he said, I want to walk within my house. Now, if you look at the the verses 3 through 7, and I encourage you to look at those, you'll see some of the things that David talked about. That how he protects his eyes. How he does not allow wickedness to come in. Deceit or lies. And so every one of us men, there's a charge right here for us. How to be godly men. And I believe there's three major points that we need to understand. And these come directly from the the movie Courageous. We're to govern. We're to guard. And we're to guide. Would you guys go ahead and show those clips? I want you to see some of these clips real quick and just think of, of what I'm talking about right there. To govern, to guard, and to guide. Gives you a quick glimpse right there, doesn't it? Just as far as to govern, to guide, and to guard. And you know, you heard the one father say this. I didn't start out very well. And maybe that's some of you tonight. But I believe God is the God of a second chance. 
And so the purpose here tonight, guys, is not to condemn, it's not to judge, but it's cause us to rise up as men. I believe the, the greatest catastrophe in America right now is father figures. Go with me way back into the New Testament to 1 John chapter 20. 1 John chapter 20. You know, you find out in life that everything uh, uh, appreciates or depreciates. And the word appreciates means to gain value. The word depreciates means to lose value. And I encourage his fathers, husbands, don't let this happen in our homes. Begin to make a stand again. And I don't believe that God's called us to be perfect, but he has caused us to be leaders. If you'll notice here in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, and I want to just read this one verse to you. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have an anointing from the Holy One. I like to call the anointing a touch of God. The equipping. And so when it says right here, you have an anointing from God, God has called you to be fathers. And when God calls us, He equips us. And I believe it's very important, fathers, that we begin to call out to Father God and ask Him, that eternal compass on the inside of us, to help us lead our homes, to help us guide our homes, to help govern our homes. And you find out, guys, there's good ideas and there's God ideas. And I believe it's time we quit looking at good ideas and get back to God ideas and say, just like Joshua did in Joshua 24, 15, he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. It didn't say in there, as for me and my house, my wife says we're going to serve the Lord. It says we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to set the standard. And every assignment, guys, has a birthplace. Every assignment has a starting point. And I say this tonight. Yesterday's over. Tomorrow's not here. All I've got is today. I've got to make my today's count. The only thing you can do with your past is repent of it and begin to move on. And a successful man, guys, is not how successful you are at your job. It's not how successful you are in your investments or your bank accounts. It's not how successful you are in your hobbies. You may be the greatest softball player. You may bowl a perfect game. You may have a great golf swing. But a successful man is is measured by what we do within our home. And our reputation, guys, is who people think we are. Our character is who our wife and our children know that we are. And so I believe right now that God is raising the bar for each one of us tonight. You know, I begin to look at, at, at statistics the other day. And it said this, that when a father is a committed man to God, he serves God like it talked about in Psalm 101. And I'm not talking about men who go to church as a duty. Men who go to church out of an obligation. Because I'm going to tell you, fathers, what you emphasize, your kids will emphasize. And what you don't emphasize, your kids won't emphasize. And when you get up and say, get ready to go to church, your mama's going to take you. I'm going to tell you guys, They begin to see those things. But when a father is a committed man to God, it says that those children will have a 75% chance 
of being a committed Christian in their life. When the father is not committed, those children will have a 23% chance of being committed to God. See guys, what I want us to understand tonight, every one of us, is that we play for eternity. It's just not for our time here on earth. It's for eternity. And right now, it's a little bit under 60%. Just a little bit under 60% of children in America have no active father in their life. Think about that just for a second. Let that soak in. Almost six out of every ten children, 60 out of 100, 600 out of 1,000, there's no father figures. This is the catastrophe in our nation. And as I look at that, statistics show that, that almost every child that is born and raised in the projects, it's because there's no father figure. The majority of gang members, there's no father figure. The men that have been in jail, the majority of them have no active father in their life. Children that flunk in school and quit and drop out, almost every time, there is no active father figure in their lives. See, this is why we're raising the bar. To say, let's get back involved in our children's life. Let's get back involved in our, in our children's uh, uh, activities. Think about this just for a second. Right here in our churches. If we go to our children's hallways and there's classes, there's ministries going on right now. How many of those classrooms will be led by women and how many of them will be led by men? And I know we have several men in our church who serve faithfully in our children's ministry. I know, I know Jared Gregg does. I know Chris Cook does. I, I know there's a bunch of you that serve. And I'm applauding you once. But the rest of you, you know what I'm telling you? We need you. We need father figures. And I'm not downplaying the significance of what women have done. Thank God we've had women that have stepped up and done it. But this is what's happening among our, our, our males, among our children. We've got to get back involved. I want you to go just a little bit over to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. And I've, I've challenged you just a little bit tonight about our children. Listen guys, when it comes to our children, we're not here to win a popularity contest. We're here to be fathers. We're here to govern, to guide, to guard. And maybe you've had a father that's told you no before. Maybe you've had a father that says, you're not going to do this or you're not going to do that. I applaud you fathers who do that. The reason is we're called to be the father once again. Switching gears here just a little bit. 1 Peter 3 verse 17. Husbands likewise. And that word likewise gives us some directives upon the, the charges of being a husband. It says, husband likewise, dwell with them. Who's the them? Our wives. Dwell with them with understanding. Be considerate. Giving honor to the wife. Now, I've really highlighted that word in there, giving honor. To give honor is a choice. And he's challenging us right here, Peter is, give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel. Now, when you study what he's talking about there to the weaker vessel, he's not talking spiritually, guys. 
He's talking about physically. And he's telling us, give honor to our wives as being heirs together. You know what that tells me? We are to be partners. This is what I believe the Lord meant in Genesis 2. He said, when a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves unto his wife and they become one. We become heirs together of the grace of life. Of the grace of life. And so I challenge you husbands. Don't degrade your wives. Don't disrespect your wives. I believe with all my heart, the greatest example of love that your children will ever have is how well you as men love those children's mother. It's on display every day. And if you've had a habit of disrespecting, disregarding, I'm asking you to quit. Begin to say, Father God, help me to be not only the daddy, help me to be the father, the husband. You've called me to be. See, this is big. And there's also an added incentive here. Look at the last part of that verse. That your prayers may not be hindered. And as I read that, many times, men, we've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed. And maybe this will highlight you tonight. Maybe you've prayed and feel like, Lord, why are my prayers never being answered? See, you can pray all day. You can pray till you wear the, the, the knees out of your jeans. But if I disrespect and don't honor my wife here and treat her as an heir with me in life together, he tells us right here, our prayers will not be answered. You know what I sense the Lord doing tonight? I sense Him raising the bar for every one of us and helping us, assisting us. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. See, men, it's not too late. It's not too late to jump on board. Right here in our own homes. Right here in our own church. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verse number 11. The Apostle Paul talking. And he said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And right here, the Apostle Paul used the word when two times. When I was a child, and if you'll note, when I became a man. And he wasn't talking that manhood is talking about when you get older, or you start getting physically stronger. He's talking about manhood is when I begin to put away those childish things. In other words, you know what Paul's telling us to do as men? Grow up. Because children act like children. And I want you to note in there what he said here. I put away childish things. He made the decision, I put away childish things. If you'll note there, he didn't say, God took those away from me. I put away childish things. And I believe this is the charge for us tonight. That we begin to put away those things. And start acting like men. Men of God. Men that follow God's own heart. Men that want a purpose to say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things that please you. Proverbs 16.11 says, The preparations of the heart 
are with the man. In other words, I've got to start preparing my heart. Lord, help me to be a godly man. Help me to be a godly husband. And like I said, guys, I'm not preaching condemnation. I'm not preaching judgment. I'm just making us aware. How many of you remember the old motto? The family that prays together stays together. There's a truth to that, guys. That's a tr- there's a truth to that. I remember years ago, a woman in our church, she said, some of the fondest memories I have of my father is when I would get up in the mornings and I would be getting ready for school. And she said, I would walk through the living room and she said, I would notice there would be my father on his knees in the living room praying. Once again, guys, we're to be the example. We're to set the tone in our own homes. And listen, guys, quit blaming everybody. It's this person, so it's that. No, God's saying, come on, come on, just like Joshua said. He said to those guys in Joshua 24, he said, listen, guys, I don't know what you're going to do. But as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. And so I'm going to ask all the men that are here that went through the course the last several months, if you'll come up right now. This is going to be a great evening. And listen, guys, the ones that, you, that haven't, if you've never done this, I'm going to tell you, you can go through this right here in your heart. Or down the line, there's going to be others, one of these that are going to go for it. If you've never watched the movie, I encourage you to watch the movie. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's men of God right here. There's men that are great men of God. There's great husbands. There's great... Yeah. Now, if you you saw the movie, guys, there was five men involved in that movie. All five of them did this resolution. But only four of them went through it. One of them didn't succeed. You know, if you haven't succeeded, it's not too late. But as I read this to you men that are down here tonight, I want you to take this very seriously. Because this is what you're not only acknowledging before the church, your family, but most importantly, before Father God tonight. And so take this seriously. Okay, we got one that's serving in our youth ministry. Just the importance of these vows, guys. I want you to be able to fully understand that there's going to be some things that are going to be imparted into your hearts, I believe, tonight. And so I, as, as we're waiting for this one, I encourage you tonight, ladies, children, family, begin to pray for men. Begin to pray for husbands. Begin to pray for these men as godly daddies. Because I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I believe with all my heart, the devil knew that if I can mess up the men, I mess up the entire plan of God for the family. And so I'm going to tell you, guys, it's, it's a huge... Uh, Huge thing in our society right now to have men that will serve God and love their wives and their kids. Okay, Phyllis, I'm going to read this. I want you guys to say this after me.
Yes, dear. Hallelujah. All their kids are coming in to watch Daddy do this. This is going to be a blessing, guys. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on in, guys. Come on up here on the front row where you can make sure your daddy's saying this. Just kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, listen, guys. After we finish this, we welcome you to take pictures. Hug, high five. Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you some of you, you better get a picture of these guys dressed like this because this doesn't come around very often. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I applaud you men, though. Listen, as, as the kids are getting situated, uh, I, I just want to applaud not only all these men, but two of them in specific. Matt Bullen, raise your hand, Matt. And Matt Robinson, raise your hand, Matt. These guys led this. They led this, and so we appreciate what they did. And, and I believe not only what they did, there's going to be some of these men that it's going to be birthed, they're going to lead them too. All right, am I, am I safe to go or am I going to get reprimanded again? Who are we waiting on? We're good. Good to go. Okay, guys, here we go. And I'm going to try to go very slow through this so you can hear me. All right, men, are we ready? I do solemnly resolve before God to take full responsibility for myself, my wife, and my children. I will love them, protect them, serve them, and teach them the Word of God as the spiritual leader of my home. I will be faithful to my wife to love and honor her and be willing to lay down my life for her as Jesus did for me. I will bless my children and teach them to love God with all their hearts, all of their minds, and all their strength. I will train them to honor authority and live responsibly. I will confront evil, pursue justice, and love mercy. I will pray for others and treat them with kindness, respect, and compassion. I will work diligently to provide for the needs of my family. I will forgive those who have wronged me and reconcile with those I have wronged. I will learn from my stakes, repent of my sins, and walk with integrity as a man answerable to God. I will seek to honor God, be faithful to His church, obey His word, and do His will. I will courageously work with the strength of God that provides to fulfill this resolution.
for the rest of my life and for His glory. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, listen, guys, before I have you sign the resolution, uh, church, I, I just ask all of us to bow our head. I want to pray blessings over them, okay? Father God, we pray blessings over all the men of this house tonight. But Father God, in particular, these ones who walked all these weeks out, and I thank you, Father God, that, that you have purposed them. That you have anointed them to be the priest of their homes. And I thank you, Father God, right now that you assist them to love their wife like Christ loved the church. To guide, govern, and guard their home. And Lord, we pray blessings over them all the days of their life. And Father, we thank you. We thank you that you created each one of them in your likeness and your image tonight. And we celebrate the gift of manhood in Jesus' name. Amen.